I am so excited for today's show. Tell us who you've talked with. Yeah. So a good friend of mine who actually lives in the Midwest, her name is Crystal Shooty, and she's like one of those powerhouse women after God's heart. I just love the journey that she's living, chasing God, and I've gotten to experience some really neat things with her and watch her grow, and her story is incredible. So, but why don't you tell me what you thought? So I cannot wait for the listeners to hear some of her cool stories in nature (laughs) and in worship. She had some really powerful moments that she shared, but also, also like her authenticity about her journey and where she has been at the lows and the highs and the middles. I thought was just really beautiful and inspiring. Totally. Something we can all relate to, right? Absolutely. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. Hi, Crystal. So excited to have you on the show. Great to talk with you, Wendy. I'm excited. Yes. Where do you find yourself right now? In life, in general, or in in, uh, geographically? Oh, I am in Green Bay, which is home of the best football team in the world. So there I said it, just so you guys all know. Best. (laughs) We all know about Crystal. She is a diehard fan. (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show for listeners that are just tuning in. Why don't we start with a little bit about Crystal and who Crystal is? Uh, what do you find yourself doing most of the time these days? And maybe tell us something that we wouldn't know about you if we followed you on social media. Oh, gosh. All good questions, Wendy. Um, so currently, I am back in Green Bay. And I know probably a lot of people who watch your show that I used to live in Denver for like six years. And so that's how I you. And it was one of the best experiences of my life that I had. And then that led me back home in Green Bay, which I've been here for about four years. And it was, I mean, it's been a crazy four years, but I am doing, trying to do ministry right now, working on a nonprofit and then working on a side business while I'm here. And then in the meantime, anybody that knows me knows that I love to travel. I love to hike. I love to meet new people. So currently where I'm at is I've just got my hands in a lot of different things. Just like you, I'm a dreamer and I have a vision and plans for my life that 
I'm excited to get rolling and to step into and to have faith for, but Green Bay is home and this is where I'm planted and I'm excited to do ministry. I'm excited to use everything in the last like decade of my life that the Lord has used to shape where I'm at now. So awesome. I love that. And you guys, she takes the most beautiful pictures of nature. Thanks, Wendy. Is that where you connect with God? Yes. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I tell people that because everybody, I think, has a way that they connect with God that's super personal to them. And I know that we see a lot of people that go outside in nature and think, wow, like nature is so beautiful. It's so inspiring. But I, to like the core of who I am, (laughs) nature brings me to places with Jesus that it's it's so hard to explain. And I think that's what makes it so beautiful is that it's hard to explain because it is so amazing what the Lord does in me when I put my foot to a trail or when I see a beautiful thing while I'm out outdoors. And that connects me with the Lord in ways that that inspire me to write, that inspire me to to see things that maybe other people don't see. And then what's beautiful about that is I get to share it with people. And that's all what the Lord wants. So nature is like, is my place of solitude with the Lord hands down. So Uh, that's amazing. I love that. Well, for me, that place is the ocean. Anywhere I can put my feet in the sand, there's something about being in nature, wherever it is, where the quietness and stillness of like, even just hearing yourself breathe. And like, even on the top of a mountain, whether it's like covered in snow and you have like two seconds before you like snowboard down the hill or, or you just finished hiking, you know, like you're breathing and you're listening to what's going on around you. And it sounds super new agey, but it's like, no, that's like where God shows up. A hundred percent agree with that. A (laughs) hundred percent. Cool. So let's back up a little bit. Cause I know You had already mentioned it. For those that are listening, Crystal and I first met in Denver a handful of years ago, but I want to talk about how did you end up in Denver? Can you tell us a little bit about the chapters of your life, like while you lived in Denver? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, from the moment that I gave my life to the Lord, which is like 12, almost 12 years ago, it has been the most like intentional, methodical movement of the Lord in my life. Like I can go back 12 years and say the Lord had a plan for me before I knew who he was. And so when I gave my life to the Lord, a lot of things that I loved already in my life were sports, huge part of my life, sports. That was a huge outlet for me growing up. And so before I moved out to Denver, that was something that the Lord had been putting on my heart for a year before I came out. And I've been praying and and sports ministry kept coming up and I'm like, I don't even know what sports ministry is. So uh, I prayed a lot about it. And then, you know, real, real long story short, a friend of mine was like, you should check out Red Rock Sports in Denver. I hear they have a really cool sports ministry. And so I did was just the intention to kind of see what it was like, because back then I'm, I just wanted to stay in Green Bay and, and live here. And then I reached out to a friend of mine who's a great friend of mine now, Scott Rusimano, and he um, was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you on the phone because I emailed him. And we did a, a quick a questionnaire that I answered. And then he uh, emailed me back and was like, I really like to consider you as a candidate for the sports intern. And I'm like, you don't even know me. I've never been out to Colorado. I've never talked to anybody. You know what I mean? So it was just so weird that he would just say, uh, We'd, I'd like to talk to you. So back in 2012, we had talked. I did three interviews beginning of 2012, February, phone interviews. And then I 
had prayed about it for two weeks. And which was so crazy is that I'm like, I have no car. I have no money. I have a job that I work like 20 hours a week at. And I, I can't like, I can't afford to move to Denver. I can't afford to do anything like this doesn't make any sense. And I remember there was an internal post-it note, like on my computer that said, dream big, God can handle it. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes. I'd like to be considered. So we did the interviews and then they said they'd get back to me in two weeks. And which was so cool about that two weeks. And this was probably the very beginning of where my faith like soared in some big ways. And I continuously, Wendy, go back to this moment anytime I need like just a faith builder of like God's faithful. So for two weeks, I would walk down to the river and I would pray um, these same things every day. God, give me favor with these people. Give me favor with who's ever making the decision and show me uh, or show them my heart for for sports and for people and for ministry, even though they've never met me, they don't know me. So they they can't get an insight into who I am. So you have to show them. So it was give them favor or give me favor and show them my heart. So two weeks went by, I got the call that I got the internship and I was floored. And then Scott called me to congratulate me. And the first thing that he said to me was, congratulations, just so you know, you have favor with God and we can tell that you have a heart for this. And I kid you not, Wendy, I am like, oh my gosh, nobody else could have known that because I told no one that I was going down to the river and praying for two weeks. I told no one what those two prayers were. The only two people that knew were me and God. So when he said that to me, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is this is who God is. Like, this is crazy. Like we talk about praying and God answering, like there's no coincidence in that. Like God is that faithful. And so that's how I got out to Denver. And Scott said that, you know, the Holy Spirit told him to bring me out there. And that started a journey for me that awakened my heart in ways that I didn't even think possible Mm -hmm. from where I used to come from. And I learned to love life for the first time. I learned to, you know, build healthy relationships with with men for the first time, like Christian men that like love God's daughters. And I learned to have confidence in who I am and to love myself. And the whole ministry in Denver was just this way of surrounding me with people who not only love Jesus, but love me because I I needed to like know the depths of like God's of God's love. And that happens when we're surrounded with community. So the sports ministry at Red Rocks was amazing. And then I felt God like transitioning me out of uh, Red Rocks Church, which that was such a beautiful chapter of my life. God used that to, to do a lot of healing in me a lot. And towards the end of my time there, I almost worked there for three years. I felt like God was shifting something in my heart where it was, I feel like my time at Red Rocks is ending. I feel like I'm I'm going to be stepping into something else. And I thought that it was going to be me moving home because that's that's the goal eventually down the road. So I walked out of my apartment and I walk into my car and I'm praying out loud and I'm like, okay, God, I feel like this is this is you moving in me. I feel like my time at Red Rocks is ending. I need you to show me today in a really big way that this is you. And I was bold and I'm like, okay, like if he doesn't, he's so faithful, but I'm asking today because this is what's stirring in my heart. We had a ministry meeting that day, two hours later, or not two hours later, but I was driving. We did the sports ministry meeting. Scott was asking us questions about where we wanted to be in five years. And our meeting got cut short because Scott had to leave. But I was driving home and he called me and he was like, you know, do you have do you have a second? And I said, yeah. So he asked me what where I felt like I was. And I said, you know, Scott, I feel like God's moving me in a, in a different direction. I said, but I don't think it's time for me to go home. 
I feel like I feel like I'm still supposed to be here to learn. I said, but I know that God's like shifting something. And he goes, okay, well, I'm about to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting fired. Like, I'm, he's sending me home. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where my mind first went. Like, no, I'm done. Like, whatever. <laughs> so, but then that he was resigning from Red Rocks because he felt God calling him to start a ministry called Activate Sports. And then he goes, and I want you to come with me. And I immediately said yes, because I knew like in my spirit that what I had prayed for that day was exactly like this moment was. And I responded with yes, like this is God, 100% yes. So I mean, how God brought me out to Denver, how God brought me through Red Rock Sports and then through Activate has been just this like beautiful display of prayer is powerful. Specific prayers are powerful. And when we put position ourselves before the Lord to pray for things that we feel that he shifted, like moving in our hearts, right? The things that he puts on our hearts, my goodness, like there's no coincidence that God is real and that he like, this was him then. And it was him, you know, in this moment. And then it was him when he moved me back to Green Bay. So, yeah. That's incredible. Okay. When you talked about getting the internship, like I had full on chills where I was like, (laughs) God do it. Won't he do it? Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I love about our friendship circles from Denver, a lot of them were actually formed around sports ministry. And it's so neat that like using something like the platform of intramural sports, whether it's soccer or basketball or shoot, kickball, (laughs) like there were (laughs) fun moments playing kickball. Oh my gosh. But the involvement that we got to have in one another's lives then opened up to some really, really deep friendships that were taken off the field and into Bible studies or small groups or just hangouts at a restaurant after we got done playing. I just, some of those moments back when you lived in Denver were some of my favorite moments. It was just so neat. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. What year did you leave Denver then technically? Um, it was the very, I think it was October 1st, 2017 was when I left officially. Okay. So, wow. So you've been in the Midwest for a handful of years and tell us, so you just finished, um, Red Rocks. You were talking about, you finished Red Rocks. You jump into Activate Sports with Scott. Um, tell us a little bit more about Activate Sports and what it opened for you to start dreaming about the Midwest. Yeah, gosh, like <laughs> I feel like, I mean, as you can probably attest to, Wendy, like this whole journey is just a big old like chunk of like unknowns and just <laughs> trusting the Lord in crazy seasons of life where you feel a prompting in your heart. And you're like, I'm just going to say yes, because <laughs> there's it's just nuts. But so Activate was formed out of a a desire to start a ministry that wasn't affiliated with any one church so that anybody and anyone, anybody and everybody could come, even Mm -hmm. if you go to a church and maybe you didn't want to go to a church related event. So you're like, okay, this isn't, you know, a church affiliated ministry. So I, I feel comfortable bringing my friends here. So we wanted to have another option for people to come to to not only play sports, but to be able to serve. And we wanted people to feel like they could come from any background, whether you're churched or unchurched, just, you know, just come. So for me, that was amazing because 
every day was different. You did different leagues, you met different people, you did different events, you got to serve all over Denver. And for me, that's my personality. I like to go, 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 do different things all the time. So I loved that model. And it was really, really hard in the beginning because it it challenged me in a way where it's not just me and a team of five people anymore. It's just me and one other person. And now I'm responsible for a lot of different things. And that pushed me out of my comfort zone because I had just been so used to being underneath the leadership of other people and kind of essentially like taking a model and running with it. Okay, so now it's your turn to create and to build. And so God, hands down, used my time in Denver doing Activate for almost three years to position me to realize that there's something else growing in me that God's doing and he's getting ready to to shift me. So the, the last year I was in Denver, Again, I felt like God was saying it's time, you know, to go home. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know this feeling. I felt this before in like different phases of life. And I will say moving out to Denver was exciting. Leaving Red Rocks was hard, but I was excited for what was next. But when I felt God, you know, tell me it's time, I was not happy about it. <laughs> it's wow. not that, you know, I love, like you said, like I had formed so many friendships, Wendy, in Denver with, I mean, not only you, but beautiful like friendships with so many people in in the mountains and the hiking and the just my life like I loved it so much and and working with and for people who not only loved Jesus but served so selflessly and I'm like I have a great team like it's so hard to find good teams of people I'm like I don't want to leave so so when I told Scott I like after I told him and he kind of felt it too I cried all the way home and I'm like I don't think I'm ready for this but God gave me an entire year to prepare because he knew that my heart would need it. So fast forward to a few months before I left Denver, I went, I was, again, I was walking and then praying and I sat at a spot that I always sat at in Denver. It's usually, I think it's over by um, Starbucks where they have that big cross over on the mountain and they have like a quarry you can walk around. And I sat at a spot and I'm like, Lord, I need you to show me that this is you. And that I'm, again, like you're leading me home and that again, I'm not crazy because this seems crazy. Why would I leave the life that I have here for all of the unknowns? And I don't know what's going to happen to go back home. And I sat there and I, and I know this sounds crazy, but anybody that knows me knows I love Eagles a lot. And a lot of it has to do with my mom who passed away a long time ago. And she, she said, if you ever see an Eagle, think of me. And, and for me, it's a very spiritual animal. And I love like, I just love eagles. So, and I never asked God for like prayers like this, but in that moment, I'm like, I'm just going to ask him again. I don't care. I said, Lord, I, I'm going to ask you if you would show me, like, just bring two eagles right in front of me. One to show me that I'm going, like going home is the right choice. This is what, where you're leading. And then the other one, I just want to know that my mom's with you. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, it's so silly, right? Like to, to ask for prayers like that. And I rarely do. And I just, you know, I'm just going to do it. And then I said, Lord, even if you don't, I still love you and I still trust you. And I know that you're doing something here. Even though this is hard, it's okay if you if you don't do this. And I sat there for about 20 minutes and I had to go and I didn't see anything. Well, I was walking back and within like a few minutes on the trail coming the other direction was a friend and a mine that I hadn't seen in a while. And he was with another person. And quickly he was like, hey, how's it going? And I said, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just leaving. Just waiting to see two eagles. Like, that's all I said. I'm like, <laughs> waiting to see two eagles and I didn't see them. So I have to go now because I have a meeting. And it was so random that I told him that. I hadn't seen him for like a year. And he's like, okay. 
see you. I'll see you later. So I left. And that night I got a Facebook message from him and he goes, I know it sounds crazy, but like within seconds of you leaving, we were, cause they were walking in the direction that I was leaving. And they, he goes, I saw two Eagles like right in front of us. And I'm like, what? He didn't, he didn't know why I asked for like a two Eagles. And he's like, I just felt like I tell you that, that I, we saw two Eagles and my heart just like started racing. And I was like, okay, okay. And then a week later, I went back there. I went back to the same spot. And as I'm driving there, I'm like, you don't have to, Lord. But like, I, I was pretty bummed that I missed it. Yeah. Walked right in front of the spot that I was at and the eagle flew right in front of me. No way. Yeah. So it, it was like, I don't, just little things like that were like, these are such big decision, life decisions. And God understands what he's asking us to sacrifice. Mm-hmm what he's asking us to trust him with. And he was so faithful in that moment to be like, I'm going to give this to you because I know what it means to you. And that was like such a beautiful moment for me because everyone else in the world be like, that's crazy. That's weird. But to me, it was everything. Well, and uh, like the coolest thing I have to like in the Bible, when Gideon puts out the fleece, it's like, those are moments between you and the Lord that nobody else And I love how you say, God, even if you don't, you're still faithful. You're still good. Mm -hmm. And he is, and he always will be. But when we put those, it's like that ask or that we're putting that fleece before the Lord going, God, you have to show me. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is you say you asked for two eagles. I have to tell the story just because (laughs) um, it's so random. But there was something that I lost that was super, super valuable. And this is like six or seven years ago. And I had looked three different places. I checked my car. I checked my room. I checked my car again. I checked the kitchen. I checked my car again. And I'm like kind of freaking out going, I really, really need this bag. And I'm, I'm just beside myself. And I like pray, like, I can't go on with my day. I have a guest in town. I need to make sure that I pick him up. Like I go check my car one more time and I can't find it. But I hear God, like I hear the verse of the Bible of like God clothing the lilies of the field. And like, if he's going to give the birds of the air, like food to eat, like how much more does he love us? You know, like, like that whole story. So I check one more time and the bag, it's like this little black bag. It's in my car, but it's behind my passenger seat stuffed under the seat. (laughs) Going, there's no way. So, so I think that shows up miraculously. I'm already elated. Like I found my bag. I can finally leave my house. But then I go back in the kitchen and out the window are two large blue and white birds that I think are like the cartoons where they're like fluffy and they have these big bellies and they're so precious and so cute to me. Fast forward. I find out they're magpies. Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes I love that <laughs> which is kind of funny just because it's like you know a magpie is not the best kind of bird but the fact that like now to this day it's kind of more of a humor thing to me but to this day whenever I see one of those birds it reminds me of that experience and then that reminds me of God's faithfulness like I see you I see you I see you so I love that, Wendy. I love that, that God just uses like his creation to like show us that 
I'm with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd much rather see eagles, but <laughs> so continue your story of you see eagles. God just confirmed. It's yeah. time. So that, yeah. So this was probably summer of 2017. And I, let me just tell you that I struggled a lot, like the first like six or seven months of processing this because I didn't want to go back home. Home for me had a lot of things from my past that were really difficult. And I knew that meant that I'd probably have to face some of that. And I obviously had no idea what that would look like. And and I was afraid that I wasn't going to have community like I had or or enjoy what I'm doing. So it was just really hard for me to let go. And three months before I left, I went to a church service at a different church that I normally don't go to. And I we were in worship. And I, I'm a very visual person. I, the Lord like gives me pictures and I love it. So I, I was, I had my head down during worship and I saw like when I was, my eyes were closed, I saw there was, you know, silhouettes of like figures that you can't really see, but they're just silhouettes. And they were, there was one in front of me and two on the side of me. And the one in front of me had their hand on my head. And then the two behind me had their hand on my shoulders and they were praying over me. And that's what I saw while I was worshiping. And then about f- not even five minutes later, someone, it's a charismatic church, right? So they get up on the stage in the middle of worship and, and they said, I feel like I have something from the Lord for, for either one or some of you. And he gets, gets up there. This is a hundred percent true, Wendy. <laughs> he goes, I just feel like the Lord is, is giving me a vision of there is some angels um, and God, like God's heavenly angels standing in, standing around some of you. And there's three of them and they're praying over you and getting ready to send you. And I was, and I li- like my head shot up, Wendy. And I literally, this is what I did because not even minutes before that, that's exactly to a T what I saw. And I told no one, I didn't like get up and say, you guys, guess what I just saw. I just kept worshiping, but that is to a T what I saw in my, in my mind. And then this man who I've never met gets up on stage and says this, and I'm like, I'm supposed to go like there. I'm supposed to go home. This just, and for the whole summer, I had been telling people there is no plan B like, this is what, this is plan A. There is no plan B. This is what the Lord is doing. And I'm going to say yes. And I had been saying that over and over. There is no plan B. And I've been writing it in my journal. Another guy gets up on stage and he goes, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell some of you that there is no plan B. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going, I will go home. So Wendy, like this doesn't happen to me all the time, but I feel like, again, I'll reiterate what I said before. When we say yes to things that make absolutely no sense to the Lord. And we step out in faith and we're saying, I trust you, even though I'm like terrified of what this means and what I feel like I'm losing. Like I trust that where I'm going is better than where I've been, even if I don't have all the details. And he came through and like time after time in these big moments with these big changes, we're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to answer that prayer. And that's what four or five times he's done that, like that big in the last you know decade. Um, mm-hmm. But those are the four or five times that I look back on and I'm like, God, this is how faithful God is. This is how faithful he is that when we're up against something we feel he's leading us into and we don't want to say yes, but there's something in our spirit saying, say yes, just say yes, like just say and just like trust the Lord, even though you're probably going to walk through seasons of difficulty and it's not going to make sense. But if the Lord leads you into that, he's using everything in the in-between 
to shape and to form you for the calling and the things he's placed in your heart. And it doesn't have to make sense. And and you're never going to know all the details. We just never will. But he gives us revelations and visions of it along the way that sustain us and that move us forward in, in trusting him. And that is such, that is the best adventure to be on, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So uh-huh. that's how I decided to move home. And I knew that God was calling me to move back to Green Bay. Wow. That's incredible. That is truly incredible. And such a encouraging reminder for us, like, for myself, for those that are listening of like, anytime God asks something of us, because he is a good father, you know, it reminds me of those scriptures of like, if an earthly father that loves us, why would he give us a snake? Yeah. You know, so it's like, God is so much better and so much bigger than any earthly being. And for us to be able to trust things that he asks of us or places that he's calling us. And, but I think a lot of that has to be, we have to be rooted. You know, I was just talking about this with somebody else about like the noise and the distractions in our lives have to be minimal for us to actually be at a place with the Lord where we can actually hear when he's stirring us yeah. to something or something more. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, What's been like the key to your commitment of faith? Like, has it been prayer or worship or how do you, how do you connect with God? And then how do you continue to seek him when you're not potentially getting an answer right away? Yeah, that's such a, it's a big question because if I'm being honest, there are times when I've, cause I've gone through a lot since I've been home and some of those times I did not respond well. Some of those times I didn't go to prayer and I didn't, you know, I didn't go to the Lord. But what I've learned at at the end of the day through those times is that even in the midst of like my darkest moments or confusion or anger with the Lord, when things happened, when I moved home, I still felt his spirit in me. You know, I still felt that. And I still knew that I wanted that. And I needed that, even though I didn't know how to respond or I, I felt like I couldn't. And that, that just shows like the Lord looks at my heart and knows like, through all the mess and the chaos of like how I felt, the Lord saw my heart. He knew, he knew that deep down, I knew that I loved him and needed him. And so through that, you know, there's seasons of moments that I had that were like that. But for me, the thing, the thing that I go to the most in my time of like confusion is worship. I love worship. And I'm not talking go to like Sunday services. I'm talking like get my apartment, shut my doors, put on my headphones and I, <laughs> I will sing so loud. And, and to the point where I got a noise complaint once in my apartment from my neighbor and I got a note on my door that says, um, we got a complaint for loud singing. coming from your <laughs> And it's because I, I just, I love to worship. I love worship music. And that is the thing that like awakens my heart. And then when I worship, I pray, the prayer just comes out. So for me, even if I'm having like moments where I don't feel like I want to go to the Lord, the second that I go to worship without an agenda, just to worship, my heart just opens right back up. It's the like the Lord just takes that and he, he just doesn't hesitate to meet us there. I've heard so many people say that there's just moments where I don't hear from the Lord or the Lord is silent. And I have learned so much lately that the Lord is never silent. The Lord is never withholding um, his love or withholding his his voice from us. The thing that, like you said, the thing that gets in the way of that is the stuff of life that we allow to like 
put a gap in between us and the Lord because when we are when we worship, when we pray, when we sit with another believer and we talk about the faithfulness of the Lord, every single time something shifts in our heart or the Lord, the spirit of the Lord awakens us. So I have like come to learn that I will never again say the Lord is silent because the Lord is never silent with us. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah. never. It's because we allow the things of this world to get in the way and, and then we allow it to like lessen the voice of God. But he's always there, always speaking, always inviting, always loving. So I've like changed my posture when it comes like, I just feel like the Lord's silent. No, I need to figure out what I'm holding to stop holding and let go. Because I want what the Lord has more than what I feel like I need to take control of here. Yeah. I have a friend that says the Lord speaks through people, circumstances, and his word. Like how profound is that? And that's a large, you know, people, circumstances, and his word. Okay. Well, that's kind of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But he's all, he is always speaking. And as you're talking about worship, I'm going, yes, girl, like that is so my heart. (laughs) What my worship looked like at home versus at church. (laughs) It's, it's definitely different. However, I was never at a place where like I wasn't raised in that. So that was something that was learned and something that was taught. Like that was something that my desire for the Lord became so great that I was like, whatever I have to do to seek his face, like I want that. So I started like, I'm just thinking about listeners going, well, that's not really where I am in my faith. And it's kind of like, I got to a place where I was so desperate for God in my life that I would I'd just listen to worship 24-7. And then I would see how people would worship in different environments and like really just going with this movement of charismatic worship leaders of big faith and asking for big things and and yet still remaining theologically sound and knowing that even if not, God is still good. You know, that's where... I just think for listeners that are like, but how do I get there? It's more of you just show up, you put worship music on and yeah, and you, you seek God's face, you know, not a formula. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And there's times where we're going to be mad and he's like, come mad, let it out. And I'm like, people, you don't have to be perfect or say the perfect thing. There have been times when I yelled at God and I felt the peace of God come over me because I knew that that's what I was supposed to let let go of. Because at the end of the day, I'm not really mad at him, just mad at like the world and what's happening in my world, in my world. And I know that's not his fault, but yet I got mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) Enough that he can handle our, our frustrations and our grief and our complaints, all the things, but it's like going back to him. I just love seeing how God is continuing to shape your journey. I do want to talk about your time in the Midwest. And then I also want to talk about like some of the cool things you've been through recently. I'll let you choose what you want to share, but how has your time in the Midwest? I know you've struggled with a few setbacks. You had a major surgery. And then recently you've overcome some incredible health challenges. So dive into whatever you'd like to share. Okay. (laughs) So, I I mean, obviously moving home, I was excited when I first got back to hit the ground running on starting Activate here. And I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And before I left, I had a lot of my family members tell me, 
why are you moving home? Are you sure you want to do this? You're going to be miserable. Why don't you just stay out there? You have a lot of friends. You have a job you love. And so they were literally reminding me of things I already knew. And so I just kind of felt like the weight of this pressure of like, I have to be successful. I have to make sure this ministry is great. And I have to like hit the ground running, right? And so that's what I tr- I did when I came home. I was talking to people. I was, you know, I started up some leagues. And then within three, four months of being home, I tore my Achilles and I had to get surgery. Three months. <laughs> and then I, I had some like health stuff come up like a month before that. And I think looking back on it now, it was anxiety. And I've never struggled with an anxiety before. And they say that anxiety can and flesh out different in people. So I, even though I didn't feel anxious, like my body was responding to stressors of like a big change that I just experienced in moving home and then not knowing what was next. So I was dealing with some weird body things and then I tore my Achilles and that took me out of everything that I love doing, hiking and playing sports and being able to actually successfully run a nonprofit. So I did my first league two weeks before my first league started, I had surgery. So yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stay on my feet for very long. So for an entire year I was in rehab and I was um, rehabilitating my Achilles and I wasn't able to do anything. And that was such a, like a dark place for me because I felt like everything that I felt found comfort in and everything that I loved doing was stripped from me. And I couldn't do anything on my own anymore. That's what it felt like. And I didn't talk to God for like months. And, and then I started meeting some friends and I started to, you know, dive into some community, but there was still a piece of me that was still wanted to be back in Denver. There's still a piece of me that was mad that God brought me back here. And I was putting so much pressure on myself to prove to myself and my family and even God that I was worthy enough to do ministry. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I was so exhausted on all fronts, whether my body was like physically, I couldn't do anything. I was, I, I was getting sick. My body was broken and my mind was full of anxiety, thoughts constantly going. And I was exhausted physically because I was trying to do things in my own control. But at the same time that was happening, I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do. But what was happening was I wanted to do what Crystal wanted to do because my agenda was to prove to everybody around me and myself that I have what it takes to do this and that me leaving Denver was a good decision. And I'm not going to let anybody have the satisfaction of knowing that I am struggling right now. <laughs> so That was really hard for me. So right bef- before the pandemic, I had gotten a job at Lambeau Field, which anybody knows me, I love the Packers. And I was so excited to work there. And I felt like this was a foot in the door to get, you know, my nonprofit up and running. And I got that job and was really excited. And two months later, I got, I got let go. <laughs> Not for anything that I did, just because they didn't need two recruiters. And I was the last one hired. So they let me go. And it was crazy because I had so much peace about losing that job that I, I was like, this is odd. I don't know why I have a lot of peace, but I do. And I felt like God asked me not to apply for another job. And if anybody knows me, knows that like, I, I'm okay, this ended. I need to figure out what's next because I, I got to keep moving. I got to keep like going after what I want. And I felt like God was like, stop, don't apply for a job. And it was so crazy because that was at November, no, December of 2019. And then the pandemic was a few months later. So really I couldn't work anyways. So for seven months, I didn't have a job. And Wendy, what the Lord did in me through that whole pandemic was put me in a position to rest and not just physically, but like spiritually rest. 
And the last like year and a half, I have gone from somebody who is like, my purpose is this ministry. My purpose is my platform. And I want to like do all of these great things in Green Bay. And it, it switched, went from that to my purpose now. I have so much like peace in knowing that my purpose is solely found in Jesus. And when my purpose is Jesus and that's it, the rest of it is an outflow. The things he puts in my heart to love and to enjoy doing, that's like an outflow of my purpose found in him. So now I no longer like get anxious about doing these things because if the Lord asks for it, I'll give it back to him. I no longer fear losing what I'm about to step into in this nonprofit and doing, you know, side business of, you know, landscape photography, I'm doing it because I love it because the Lord created me to love it. Because my purpose is in Him, I get to freely do this without this pressure of having to prove to Him or myself or my family. There is so much freedom in letting the Lord set your pace and then knowing that, like, we drop this whole thing of my purpose is this. No, your purpose is Jesus. Because when it is Jesus, we are not afraid to step into the unknowns. And we're not afraid to let go of what he asks us to because we know that where he's leading us is going to be so much better than what we think we need to do. Yeah. And I haven't been doing my nonprofit since I've been home. I put that on the back burner, but I've been, I've been putting all of my time in the Lord to let him heal this like constant go a million miles an hour crystal because I wanted to prove something to everybody. And the Lord put me in this place of rest that allowed my my heart to just be present in ways that I had not experienced for the last like 35 years. And so now I'm in, in the unlikeliest of spaces, meeting the unlikeliest of people and jobs that I'm doing while he continues to move in my heart for this nonprofit. He has showed me the needs of this city and the things he wants to do in spaces I never thought possible that I would look at before and be like, there's no way that that's going to be used for my nonprofit. There's no way that that's going to be used to, to build upon that. But, oh my gosh, like I am no longer in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. I'm excited to, I find joy in the spaces that I wouldn't expect to find the Lord when it comes to things that I feel like he's put on my heart, I'm just in a space where I'm like, whatever you want, whenever you want, and however you want, because this adventure with you is unlike anything else. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm still working on my nonprofit. We're almost done with it. And I'm still working on my side business, which is for landscape photography and adventure business. And I'm having fun creating. I'm having fun getting ready to step into it, but I'm not in a hurry. And that is like the key, Wendy, to like my piece is I'm not in a hurry and I no longer feel pressure to prove anything to anybody because my purpose is found in the Lord. And I'm, and, and I just get to enjoy the things that he has given me to love, not for anybody else, but for, it's just an exchange between him and him and I, and yes, then use that to do things in this, in this, in this world. And I'm like, okay, this is so great. <laughs> well, how cool it is to see like, man, God is so good. And that, the very things that are on your heart of like the things that make you come alive and to get to a place of actually being at peace of not being in a hurry. That's pretty profound. Like, Mm -hmm. man, a lot of people don't know how to just rest, you know? And I think that's part of this podcast being called the places between how do we thrive in the places between. Mm-hmm. And I think like some of those keys are like learning how to wait well, but also learning how to enjoy like where we're at. Cause you ask a number of people and it's like, we have 
checklists. And even if we don't physically have a checklist to like cross off, we have them in our heads of we need to be this. We need to be here by this time in our life. We need to have accomplished this. And like, who else is putting that pressure on us besides society and ourselves? God certainly isn't, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's just hard all around for all of us to do. But if we take advantage of those, like you said, the, the seasons of waiting or the seasons of, you know, the unknowns, man, we underestimate how much God wants to do and will do in those seasons. And sometimes, a lot of times, He does so much more in those than He does in, in, in the spaces we think He should be doing the most. And the biggest takeaway for me is there's so there's joy in every season of life and every circumstance, no matter what, we can have joy, we can have peace. And when we have those things, even in the midst of you know, seasons of life we don't understand, that peace and that joy is way more than enough to, to carry us through that. And that only comes from the Lord. It only comes from the Lord. Yeah, I love that. Well, I want to honor your time. I want to honor our listeners' time. Yeah. Um, as we start to wrap up, first of all, I just want to say thank you for your years of friendship and just what a positive impact you've had, even just from afar, getting to watch your life and getting to a, getting to see the way you love people and love God and really just show up for what he has is truly, um, it's something special. So thank you. And why don't you tell us in so many words, you've, you've already shared a little bit, but tell us what specific you feel like, what place you're between and how we can pray for you? Um, So that's a great question. I feel like right now, the best way to describe it is I know that the Lord is stirring in some really, in my heart, some really big things that He is finally, I I feel like He's about ready to say go. And I, because I've been waiting for a while to go and to pray for for what those are and to step into that faithfully and to say yes, because I'm afraid is probably the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Prayers for that because I can feel it. And whenever I feel the Lord stirring something in me, I know from previous years that He's getting ready to do something that I know I'm going to need Him for, because it's going to be that great. But also it's going to be like, ah, okay, I need you. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly where I'm at, Wendy, is uh, something's coming. <laughs> well, and to be in a place of like living in great expectation that God really can do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, like that is... That's something that God, I think, desires for all of us. So we'll definitely be praying with you in the journey and just want to say thanks again for joining us on The Places Between. Love you. We'll catch you again soon. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) There's so much I want to say about her story, and I also just want to hang out with her. I think you can really feel her excitement and her zest and her joy, not just for life, but for the Lord. It's just those cool stories that worship experience and how many times God confirmed for her. I think she talked about God prepared her for a year, confirmed that move in her life and how merciful God is to kind of like walk with us. Like, I know this isn't what you want, but I have this for you. I'm your best advocate. I'm going to confirm it. I loved that. But when she got through all, I mean, all those trials that she went through, even physically, and got to the point where she's like, now my purpose is Jesus. And everything 
else is out from an overflow of that and how much freedom that's brought to her life. I love that. I think that is so true. And I'm so happy for her, you know, and what a great thing to be able to share and share it honestly, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many people can actually say that they're at a place where they like fully 100% trust the Lord and his path for us? And especially for those of us that are just navigating life and what's next, there's a lot that's still unknown. And getting to dive into a relationship with the Lord where you're like, you know what? I trust you because you're going to choose what's best. And I'm still like, I love how she prayed for confirmation. That was the biggest thing. Loved it. Absolutely. The Eagles, the Eagle story. That was so awesome. Just so wonderful. I, if anyone found this talk and Crystal's story inspiring and encouraging, I so encourage you all to send it and to share it with people. We hope it was inspiring to you. I just really encourage everyone, man, pray for eagles, pray for something when you need it. God is such a generous God and so willing to confirm things for us personally and individually. So have a great day and please subscribe. And thanks for joining the Places Between. I'm over here cheering you on, friend. You just finished another episode of the Places Between podcast. If you want to access more, be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests, episode sponsors, upcoming retreats, and more. Like Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.